I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. I am your host, Toby Leary. And join us every week on the radio, or you can go to our website, go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and join the conversation. You'll be alerted anytime we record one of these shows, and you can follow along live and type your question into the chat box. So we would love to hear your voice, and I will be happy to answer questions. Um, we also want to remind you about our upcoming Top Shot Invitational on September 11th. It's a wonderful charity, uh, a, charity a charitable event, I should say. We're doing a fundraiser to raise money for the Nicholas G. Xaros Fund and the Heroes in Transition, two Gold Star Family charities. They were started by Gold Star Families right here on Cape Cod, and they are phenomenal organizations and they need us now more than ever. Um, so I would really like to encourage you all to go to uh, topshotinvitational.com and get signed up. If you don't have a team, that's okay. Sign up anyway. We'll place you on a team. It's 99 bucks per shooter and a lot of good going to charity. Uh, what you're going to get to do is shoot a 22 pistol, 22 rifle, 9mm pistol, 9mm rifle, 50 feet kind of a slow fire gallery type of competition and it's kind of like a best ball tournament so the best shooter on the team you know depending on whatever score you know say you do good on the 22 that your score counts if your buddy does good on the nine millimeter rifle his score counts so it's kind of like a best ball scramble format in a shooting tournament so you'll have a foursome and we would love to see you there it's going to be a day of festivities we're going to have music and food and all kinds of good stuff, some giveaways, and we'll also have some reps and some vendors there. So that'll be awesome. Really looking forward to it. So go to topshotinvitational.com to get signed up, and maybe you'll have some good bragging rights. So a um, lot going on these days, huh? So <laughs> as since we were last on, Kabul has fallen. And, uh, you know, just one of the things I want to talk about with regards to that is you see the sad pictures, number one, of people trying to get out. They know the, the hammer is coming. The Taliban is the least tolerant terrorist organization on the planet. And they, they don't care, you know, what your excuse is. You're a dead man walking if you're not going to agree to whatever they want you to agree to. And, you know, if you don't comply, you die. And interestingly enough, we had on the phone a couple months ago, it was back in, I think, April, a caller 
his name was Steve, I believe, called in and said, we have to do something, sound the alarm, and try to train Afghan women when the Taliban take over. It, they're going to be, you know, killed, and they're going to be raped and, you know, sex slaves and everything else. And I was, you know, kind of caught off guard, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know how to go train Afghan women. I, you know, I'm doing a we're doing a good job here training people in our community. And really the best thing, advice I had was, hey, you live in America. You have the right to keep and bear arms. You have the Second Amendment. Man or woman, come get trained. You know, get get trained in the safe and efficient use of firearm ownership. And you got to, you got to, you know, take advantage of that. And also arm yourself and uh, buy, you know, what you need to protect yourself and your family. And maybe that doesn't even involve a gun. I've long since said, you know, the cliche of I am the weapon, the gun is just my tool. Uh, that rings true more than ever. Being armed is a mindset. Not wanting to be a victim and refusing to be a victim or fighting for, you know, don't surrender, but fight. I mean, that's a mentality. It's that warrior mentality. And unfortunately, we're shoveling against the tide when it comes to the indoctrination of the generation, you know, the generations that have followed us and even started during my term at school and whatnot, when, you know, there were zero tolerance policies put into place against fighting. Um, you know, you got the bully picking on the nerd kid at the lunch table, stealing his money and you know, giving them noogies, that was like innocent compared to some of the stuff that happened when I went to school. And then, you know, fast forward, you get people like really bullying and hazing people to the point where the kid can't take it anymore and he punches the bully in the nose. Well, zero tolerance policy says both kids get suspended. So that is what we're up against in today's day and age. We're getting people who are being punished for standing up for what's right. And so that creates this mentality that it's never okay to fight back. And so you have um, people in schools, like in Virginia Tech, where that uh, shooter in Vir Virginia Tech came through in one of the classrooms that he was, he was in and f shooting people. One kid said, I just waited for it to be my turn. He ended up surviving, but he said, I just waited for it to my be my turn to die. And that's sad. Like they're sitting in a chair with books on the table and pencils and pens in their bag and backpacks and probably other stuff around the classroom that can be used as a improvised weapon of opportunity. But because the drive isn't there to, to live or it isn't there to fight because it's been taken away from us as a society, you know, people are getting shot execution style and that's wrong. I mean, it's time to teach kids and teach people that it is okay to fight for what is right and not have a zero tolerance and get punished for doing the right thing. Frankly, I think any kid that finally finds the courage to stand up to the bully and punch him in the nose, he's probably going to get lumped up by the bully afterwards because, you know, or maybe not. Bullies oftentimes don't fight. They just like to torment. But the point is, uh, when that kid finally does stand up and punch the bully in the nose, frankly, you know, my kid is going to get, you know, probably sent home from school and get in trouble with the school. But at home, 
once I unwind or unwrap the whole scenario, it's going to be you did the right thing. Especially if they're protecting themselves, standing up for themselves or somebody else or they're, or somebody who's a weaker person or whatever. That whole mentality has been lost on society. Why do I say all that? Because frankly, the the when they come to take rights away, who's going to be left standing? Who's going to stand in that gap? Who's going to stand and say, no, you've gone too far. This is the end of the line. And, you know, we had Rand Paul uh, give a talk like this, especially regarding the medical tyranny. And he made a little video and YouTube took it down and Twitter banned him. You know, it's just crazy. We've got a sitting senator who happens to be a physician and a doctor and he's, you know, medically can talk about this and he put Anthony Fauci's feet to the fire and said, you know what, you have been funding this lab in Wuhan and they have been doing, uh, you know, cross-function, you know, trying to get things to speciate and jump across and, you know, gain a function and you're funding it. And he's like, oh, you're saying COVID was my fault. No, I'm not. That's not what he was saying. And so I know I got deep down the trail here, down the rabbit hole, but we'll bring it back to gun talk on the other side. If you're looking for legal protection, make sure you text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield Self-Defense Insurance. And on the other side, we got... Adam Lang from United Cape Patriots joining us. So we'll continue the discussion. So stand by. We'll be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The AR BDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the AR BDC 3. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, your host, and join us every week for Rapid Fire, the quickest hour, and in some places, the quickest two hours in radio. And we talk about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And I am happy to have in studio with us here today, 
Adam Lang from United Cape Patriots. Thanks so much for coming on, Adam. And uh, we've been trying to make this happen, so I'm glad it finally did. And thanks for joining us. How you been? I've been I've been fine, and thanks for uh, having me on Rapid Fire. Yeah, Toby. no problem. So I've come to know Adam over the years here uh, as a frequent flyer at the gun store. He and his son used to come in a lot, and his son uh, I know has shipped off to the Marine Corps, and so that's pretty cool. I I remember I mean before he was even old enough to like you know get his FID card right and right. stuff, or not FID card but license to carry, and they'd come in, and he was into the Milserp weapons and stuff like that yeah you know they'd come in and look at them all and hold them all and then buy a couple here and there and shoot and have a good time and so uh you know i've seen uh, i've got to know adam a little bit about that but he has uh come to form the united cape patriots so how the heck did you get that going and what is that all about why don't you tell us a little bit about it sure toby so uh, i was gone for 30 years uh i worked at boeing as a manufacturing executive on military aircraft, came back in, uh, in 2016, and the place had changed, mm. old Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things I noticed. Uh, we're having standouts for kids in cages. Uh, Kavanaugh is a rapist. Some wild things happening, even in my mm. small town of Brewster. And then Brewster voted at town meeting to become a sanctuary. So all these things were getting my attention. I went to the Republican Party, they had basically gone into hiding when Trump arrived. Mm. <laughs> they didn't want to play that kind of politics. And so the woke mob was really taken over in our community. Mm. Uh, so I stood up uh, United Cape Patriots with the mission of giving conservatives a voice. And we went about defending our way of life and our freedoms back in 2017. Cool. So interestingly enough, you know, you call yourself a conservative group, but you're not affiliated by party, correct? It's right, by design, because at the time, the Republican Party, and I tried to come up alongside them locally, they wanted no part of Trump, and they wanted no part of getting out on the curb and fighting, doing negative campaigning against people, politicians that were not defending our freedoms. So we had to, in our founding principles, it'll say we are conservatives first and party neutral. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work with the Republican Party. I try to help them where I can because it's important that they're successful. But uh, we are party neutral. Yeah. So obviously, um, by co-opting, you know, the voice of conservatives as your like kind of kind of the core of your values, have you been met with resistance when it comes to, you know, identifying that way? Or, or saying, um, you know, how have I, how have you been met with resistance from other people who quote unquote call themselves sure. conservatives as well? well? I'll tell you this. I think Cape Cod is a microcosm of the nation. And you could probably say that about a lot of communities throughout the country. Um, the woke mob is on a jihad against not only uh, uh, Trump, but Trump supporters, mm -hmm. which, which I would be one. Sure. Uh, so so uh, some of the things that have happened to me personally, uh, my MailChimp account, which was my email marketing service, uh, suspended, contacts frozen. That happened earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, uh, I'm off of uh, Twitter, suspended permanently. Facebook, I'm in jail right now. Um, you know, these people, they're not just keying our cars anymore. They're keying our country. Yeah. They're going after the foundation of our country. And they, they must silence us or groups like United Cape Patriots. And our last bastion of First Amendment rights is at the curb. And they're doing everything they can to keep us off the curb now. So it's, uh, 
scary times. Well, you raise a good point, and you've kind of put yourself on the map by holding these rallies. You have some rallies on a, you know, the Green or the Rotary or whatever up in Bourne, and I even attended one when you kind of reached out to us and said, hey, we're going to rally this week. Uh, for gun stores that have been closed like it's let's oppose the gun store closure and you know certainly willing to jump in and you know hold a sign and and wave the flag and you know you have the big uh, army truck with the 50 cal replica on it and uh, you've kind of been put on the map that way as you said Um, and I I feel like that is a very American thing to do I mean you used to be a lot of people standing on soapboxes on street corners and, you know, from old, you know, preachers back in the day to, you know, whatever it is, that that's the beauty in the, it's the putting into action the First Amendment, you know, our, our right to be heard. And even when the big tech wants to shut it down, even when, you know, college campuses, which used to be the place where you could have honest and open debate about things that were counterculture, now has turned and completely flipped the script and said, no, you can't think any other way than the way we say to think or we're going to silence you. You know, that's really the way it is. And it's very unfortunate. But what has happened, you know, with these rallies you do and obviously with the big truck with the 50 cal replica and everything else? What What's some of the feedback you're getting as a result of all that? So uh, I, I run United K Patriots like a business, Toby, and you probably look at some of these same metrics with your business. Uh, we look at website traffic. We look at percent emails opened. And uh, we know the leading metric is having public events, uh, making a conservative voice heard. The lagging is members. And uh, we've grown uh, over 40% this year. Mm. Joe Biden is turning out to be a pretty good salesman for conservatism. Mm. He's a disaster everywhere else. But for conservatism, he's, uh, he's really pushing members into UCP. Uh, some of the negative that has happened, though, you know, uh, every year we put the Chatham VFW in the back of that army truck in the parade. The woke mob went after the Chatham VFW this year. They backed down. They couldn't take the pressure. They'll call restaurants that we're going to have an event at and try to cancel us there. Gun clubs. The gun clubs are standing strong, Toby. I got to tell you, I'm very (laughs) proud of them. They kind of like the the attention they get. So, Yeah, you know, it's funny, but when you get negative attention at the time, it feels like, ah, shoot, like this isn't good. But on the other hand it's putting you on the map, right? It ends up in, in some ways it lets you know you're over the target, so to speak. And I don't get very political in my shop. I don't get very political on the show and I'm not necessarily even trying to come out and start doing that. But one thing is for dang sure, I am open to debate. I am open to, you know, arriving at a, proposition and defending that proposition that is the most basic of human intercourse if you will you know it's like i don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me but if you can't talk civilly you can't have a debate and you know also part of having a good debate is having open ears and listening to each other and saying hey what do you think and when they say, I think this, and they come up with a good poignant observation about something, then 
You say, oh, wow, I hadn't looked at it that way, right? That's the human discourse. And for people to shut that down across the board and just say unilaterally, that's that's over. You're going to listen. You're going to do it this way or the highway. It leaves desperate times call for desperate measures you know right that's where you got to stand out on the sidewalk holding the flag you got to hang a banner on your truck you got to hold a sign at a rally you got to stand at the rotary and wave to cars and yeah you're going to suffer some of the slings and arrows so what what are you concentrating your efforts on these days like as far as your time and what what's the sure uh, top issues um, that you're trying so to- so our concept of operations since we've grown so large is now we have four regions on the cape Cape is regions upper, mid, lower, outer. And those those regional teams choose, they're empowered to choose what they want to work. So they don't come to me for permission. They come to me for help, support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the gun range is big out on uh, Joint Base Cape Cod. Our military wants to uh, improve their training assets uh, and put in a machine gun range at Joint Base Cape Cod. Uh, the local liberals are in opposition. Some of the logic is why, why does our military need machine guns? Mm. Uh, why are we training people to kill? Uh, so you'll see us at select board meetings, the Rotary, et cetera, really supporting our troops right now. It's very important to us. Also back our Cape Blue, where uh, we make sure that we're putting our thumb on the scale on these fundamental, right, mm. uh, uh, foundational values that, that you and I and other conservatives hold near. Uh, we're out there being the voice. So it's kind of like servant leadership. We're taking the slings and arrows. And when you do that, people follow you. Sure. They respect you and they follow you. So I want to circle back. I know we're running short on time here, but I want to circle back real quick to this machine gun range at Joint Base Cape Cod. I don't know why we have to ask permission to put a machine gun range on the Joint Base Cape Cod. Like, what the heck is the genesis of that? Like, where is it even in the spine print anywhere on a on a base that you know the neighbors can all of a sudden say we don't want a machine gun range on the base where you train our troops like how is that open for discussion you know i don't even get it yeah apparently it's part of the process now uh you know with local communities to kind of open up a public a dialogue but it's gotten totally out of control our state senator from that district uh, filed legislation to prevent the range from going in it's despicable she betrayed our troops right we put people in boots up on a pedestal not in pantsuits anymore all right and uh we're going to continue pushing hard for our troops and our law enforcement i want to come back to that after the break because i have a a story about that and uh you know we'll talk about that If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we really want you to go to capegunworks.com. We have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes. At capegunworks.com, click on classes and get signed up. All right, you're listening to Rapid Fire. More after this with Adam Lang. I'm Toby Leary. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, 
backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And join us this September for the Veterans Top Shot Invitational Shooting Contest. Sign up at topshotinvitational.com and support Heroes in Transition and the Nicholas G. Xaros Fund, two great homegrown gold star charities. And we would love to see you. So get your crack shot team together and get signed up. It's 99 bucks a person. You're gonna shoot four different guns in a gallery style competition and not to mention all the prizes and fun and vendors and events. And maybe even United Cape Patriots will be there. I don't know, I'm gonna to try to rope them down here. And uh, so Adam, before the break, we were talking about um, the Joint Base Cape Cod. And real quick, I found it interesting that you know, again, they're asking permission to put their machine gun range back in because they've always done machine gun fire out there as far as I can remember. Um, and when we were building this range in this facility at Cape Gunworks, I actually got a tour of the military base and the one of the vendors, I think they were from Sweden, were who was rebuilding a lot of the backstops on the, on the berms, wanted to show us their product and so I had a whole tour of of their product and the facility out there and they have great outdoor facility and ranges and and uh, they've really thought environmentally about how to protect and be good stewards of it. And I just found it outrageous that, you know, we might have some legitimate opposition to that. I mean, it, it's OK to hear people out and say, OK, yeah, what are your concerns? OK, yeah, we're doing this, this and this. So thanks for coming and let your voice be heard. Sure. And uh, you'll hear the machine gun fire starting Monday morning at, you know, no earlier than 9 a.m. How's that? Is that a good compromise? <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you know, but frankly, I want my, there you go. <laughs> I want my troops trained and I want them right. trained over and over and over again until, you know, that's what they're paid to do. You, you know, during peace is when you train so that you don't have to go to war, frankly. that That's a good way to, um, you know, to operate. So, all right. So you talked about Joint Base Cape Cod back in the blue, which were big supporters of the local Cape Cod uh, police officers who put their, you know, uniforms every day and put their, put themselves in the line of fire and for us to keep us safe. I appreciate them. And you mentioned uh, medical freedom as well. So uh, 
you're out there doing some work yeah. in that regard. Yeah, big ramp up on medical freedom. Uh, very careful with our messaging there. We're not anti-vax, mm-hmm. right? We're pro-medical freedom meeting when it comes to schools. The parent should be making the decision whether the kid's vaxxed or masked. And mm-hmm. we're out at all the school committee meetings now. Uh, we had a very successful Monomoy the other night. We had 106 people on a Zoom meeting. 75, 80% were speaking pro-parental freedom. Nice. Yeah, uh, I so. mean, it should be that way, right? If you want to get the vax, get it. Right. If you don't, don't. And you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be uh, a second-class citizen... If you choose not to. And frankly, when did it all of a sudden become normal to just say, hey, show me your papers, your papers, please. You know, it's like, why is that okay all of a sudden to to now all of a sudden mandate that people show a card in order to ride a bus or to get on a plane or to attend a school? I mean, frankly, you know, if if you're asking about somebody's medical history, that used to be taboo. And now all of a sudden it's perfectly legitimate like give me a break right i don't know i think freedom has always been uh air on the side of freedom and sometimes that makes us less safe but that's what freedom is it means i mean what what is the end result of all of it if you take it to its logical conclusion everybody has to live in a padded room with no sharp anything around and probably have supervision and cameras the whole time to make sure that right. they don't do it. That's the logical right. conclusion. Uh, the, their their logic of if it just saves one life would shut down just about every freedom we have today. Right. So it's important we take a stand on this one. Yeah. So what's next for United Cape Patriots? You... So uh, along with growing our, our local uh, effort, um, I'm also offering help to other conservative grassroots groups. So... Uh, if people are out there right now, I want to remind them it all starts with one, right? If, 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 if you're waiting for someone to take your community back, uh, they're not coming, okay? Mm. If you live in Massachusetts, you know who your senators are. You have no voice, okay? So this is going to be a grassroots up. And if you go to unitedkpatriots.com, you can contact me there, and I will help you personally be successful, whether we start with Zoom calls, face-to-face meetings. We have a lot of lessons learned and a lot of infrastructure we can provide you to be successful in your grassroots movement. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate uh, the discussion here today, and how can people find you? Uh, unitedkpatriots.com. Okay. And uh, they can get signed up to be notified about your events and how to how to get involved. And I went to one of the events a couple, what was it, probably a month ago or a month and a half ago at the Brewster Sportsman's Club. We had a good event down there with a lot of different people speaking. And you invited me to speak, which I got up and made a fool of my <laughs> And uh, it was pretty fun. I, inv- I, I, I had a great time attending. and uh, But that was a great Great was event. It? it was a wonderful event. And, uh, you know, I don't think you got to agree with everything you guys, you know, believe in or, or your mission statement in order to come and still say, yeah, I'm for freedom. You know what I mean? I'm pro freedom. And, you know, who cares? Like, debate it. That's what it's all about. Right. But I'm sure you don't have a problem with that, right? If somebody who doesn't, you know, agree right down the line, lineup card, 
uh, you're so, still welcome. So, so Toby, you brought that up a couple of times. What's happening now across the nation is if you disagree with me, now, not only do you disagree, but you're a bad person. Right. So United K Patriots is a hate group, right? They're fascist. Yeah. We're not pu- we're not pushing right our, right our ideology on anyone. We're trying to defend what we have. Right. Um, but but that's that's what's happened in the nation today. So I'm always looking for opportunities like this to come on a, a show and and have a discussion. Great. You know? Well, we really appreciate you coming on and being a friend of the Second Amendment, and uh, you know being a friend of the store here at Cape Gunworks. We, we love having you around and maybe we'll see you at uh, the Top Shot Invitational on September 11th. That would be a good time to get you out there and get the big truck out front or something like that. So All right. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Adam. I really appreciate it. Um, lots going on in the Second Amendment world these days. We uh, have all kinds of you know lawsuits and in legislation being proposed. It's comforting to see that the Supreme Court has agreed to take the New York pistol and rifle case, which is going to challenge the suitability clause of license to carry. And if you look at the wording of that, New York has always said, why do you need a gun, right? They want to know why you want a gun if you're going to apply for a license to carry. And so the New York pistol and rifle is... a. Uh, suing the state saying you're infringing upon my second amendment by even asking the question and i think there's a lot of communities that stand to benefit for this type of lawsuit as it goes forward and the fact that the supreme court is going to take up its first significant gun case in well over 10 years is a huge win for the second amendment so i'm glad about that also you know we we talked about it when the show opened uh how Kabul has fallen and the Taliban is now the proud owner of quite a bit of weapons left there by the U.S. military and the U.S. government. Uh, I'm not going to blame the military for this. I believe it came from obviously from high up on the on the food chain. And so basically Americans are under attack right now for wanting to own an AR-15 and politicians are leveling their sights at them for AR-15s or, you know, quote-unquote assault weapons. But yet we're perfectly fine with one of the world's most uh, narrow-minded terrorist groups, the Taliban, being in possession of Black Hawk helicopters and JDAM rockets and, and machine guns and 240 Bravos and all kinds of gear and drones and very sophisticated military equipment, but we want to take guns away from responsible, law-abiding citizens. Okay, yeah, well, that doesn't sound right to me. But the other thing that's interesting is the Taliban is now using its position of power since taking over the government to go through and disarm the citizens by saying, oh, you don't need those anymore because we're going to take care of you. Yeah, okay. Government like that can always be trusted. Um, All right, we got Jeff on the phone with a Glock question. I know we're running low on time, but let's sneak you in here. Jeff, go ahead. What's your question? Hey, Hey, Toby. Uh, First time caller, long time listener. All right, thanks. Um, I was just uh, calling in, and I'm in the truck right now, so I can't see it. But I looked up the other day in the Glock owner's manual, it does describe the extractor as a loaded chamber indicator 
Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I, I think it was in one of the early pages. So what? What generation uh, Glock pistol is it? It was for like the most recent. It was the, right on the Glock website. The Gen Five. Yeah. So that must be a recent change. And I haven't spoke to Glock about this in a while, but I called Glock like seven years ago when I first became a gun dealer. And I said, why won't you guys sell the guns in mass? Like we can. Mm -hmm. And they said, because we don't have an LCI. And I said, well, the extractor is an LCI. And they're like, yeah, but we don't call it that. So it's interesting you say that. Maybe um, I don't know if Glock has the resolve to go down that course of fire again you know what i mean they've <laughs> been bit you know yep. a couple of times but mm -hmm. if they would submit the gun not to uh for testing but they would submit an affidavit to the attorney general saying we do now have a loaded chamber indicator and therefore our gun with the new york trigger uh will meet the requirements and yep. you know wait 30 days and it should be good but that's yeah, good so to page know. Page eight of the manual. Page eight of the Onions manual. I just looked it up on my phone. Nice. Well, uh, so, you know, you learn something yeah. new every day here at Cape Conworks. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that information. That's good news. Maybe, again, I don't know if Glock will ever file another affidavit and try to get their guns sold here right. throughout the Commonwealth. And we have a pending lawsuit from Firearms Policy Coalition challenging the whole approved weapons roster anyway because it is certainly an infringement upon the right to say, like, oh, you can't buy a Glock or you can't buy a whatever. So, yeah, just curious how you liken your Glock. Um, so I have a old 17 pre-band, and I love it, cause, but it's all I could buy. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So um, you, you managed and, to get a hold of a Gen 5 or you just got a hold of the manual? No, I just got a hold of the manual on ah, the website. I have a yeah, I have a Gen two that was a New York uh, police trade in yep. that I was able yep. to pick up. Yeah, and by the way, if you get one of those, you can get the regular trigger um, mm -hmm. put in it. It's a simple change out of the uh, right. you know whatever the trigger assembly part is. I drawn a blank, but you can get it back to like a five and a half or six and a half pound trigger. Yep. So, all right, cool. Thanks, Jeff, for the call. I appreciate it, and thanks for tuning in. So. Um, interesting. You learn something new every day. You know what I mean? But, uh, hopefully Glock will reconsider and submit that affidavit. They've already been tested and approved by the state. So, um, really all that has to happen is they have to meet the attorney general's regulations and I'm not sure how they don't. And I know that they sell the New York trigger in other seats as well. I think it's California maybe, or some other state where they have that New York trigger option. So... All right, cool. Don't forget to sign up for our contest. We do a giveaway every week here on Rapid Fire. So go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get signed up for our giveaway. We're going to give away something awesome this week. We have a Cape Gunworks swag package that you're going to get if you win. So make sure you sign up. All right, so we'll get to your questions. I haven't forgot about you chatters on the other side. I'm Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24 7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, 
direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary. I'm your host, and join us every week on our website. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire if you want your voice to be heard, and we're getting to your questions so your voice can be heard right now in this segment. But if you're looking for legal protection, don't forget to text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281 281- 603-0066 for a special offer on U.S. Law Shield. We'll put that in the chat as well. And you want to take advantage of that. I'm a member of U.S. Law Shield, and I think it's phenomenal priced. It's the cheapest money you could you can possibly spend for that kind of peace of mind and financial protection in the aftermath of uh, one of the worst days of your life, so, which is you know, and it doesn't just protect you against guns. It's any weapon of opportunity during a defensive event. So, all right, let's get to some of your questions. Uh, thanks for all of you who've been waiting for a while. And uh, Hustle Montana was on and said, "I got a. I was at at the shop today and I saw a shotgun for two hundred and fifty bucks and was nervous about making a rushed purchase." So my question about the difference in shotguns is price like pros and cons. So for the most part, pump action shotguns, um, you, you know, you, they run pretty good with just about anything. There's certainly some stuff out there that um, is really junk. But as far as the guns in our shop are concerned, um, you, you might have a hiccup. Roy had a good point a couple weeks ago and we did a little video about the proper break-in of any gun. Um, so if you break in your shotgun properly, let it, you know, oil it up, you shoot a few boxes, clean it good, shoot a couple more, mix up your ammo from buckshot to slugs and birdshot and whatnot. Here at the R range, you can shoot buckshot and slugs, but you want to keep it clean for the first, you know, few hundred rounds and, and really lube it up. Be a little bit patient with some guns because if you get a, you know, misfire or a jam or something, um, in the first few hundred rounds, it might just be, you know, needing to fully break in and the springs are real new. Everything's real new and crisp and clean. And a lot of shotguns these days, even from major manufacturers are coming from Turkey where they're spitting out guns like nobody's business. They have like become Turkey. Uh, I mean, has become like shotgun Mecca. So you can get some pretty inexpensive shotguns and good deals, uh, for, for, you know, 250 bucks. And we got some deals going this week but um, I would just say get as much gun as you can afford you know what I mean there's certainly going to be your Mossbergs and your Remingtons your uh, which are starting to come back into production 
You can get uh, the Beretta 1301 Tactical is probably one of our best-selling semi-autos. Then, of course, you got Benelli's and uh, everything else if you're looking for a hunting gun. But as far as um, personal protection, I would just get a gun and uh, break it in properly, run it. And uh, we... <laughs> We did have some problems with some cheap semi-autos in the past, and uh, we stopped selling those. But the ones we have now, I, I know, are working pretty good, and uh, especially after that break-in period. So you can get a decent shotgun for the money these days. So I hope that helps you. Um, Scooter says, I have a hunting and target restriction on a license to carry. Can I conceal carry in the car to and from range? And the interesting thing about license to carry is it doesn't tell you how you have to carry it so if you're going to and from the range or to and from hunting grounds which i don't know anything you can hunt with a pistol in this state so i don't think hunting would qualify but if you're going to and from the range then yeah you you can carry it concealed as long as it's in your direct control so um max asking if i've seen the mmp 12 yet and he likes it and I have seen the MMP-12. Uh, I actually am on the Smith & Wesson advisory board. And um, I was at Smith & Wesson about a month and a half ago. And I got to get an early look at it and play around with it and see it. And I was very impressed with what I saw. And I loved it. And I think it's a cool little blend between the DP-12 and the KSG. Um, with that M&P feel to it. They've done a really good job and they've made it a little bit more ergonomic um, with, with uh, you know, selecting the feed tubes and the pistol grip and whatnot on it. So I like it a lot. I think it's great. Holds plenty of rounds. It'll be legal for sale here in Mass because it's a pump. And uh, yeah, it's a great gun. So, all right, we will be right back. Uh, take a private lesson or get one-on-one -on -one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Test out different guns. Go to capegunworks.com forward slash privates, and you can get signed up with a, one of our great instructors. We had Brenna on a couple weeks ago, so you want to get an instruction with Brenna, you can get signed up, or Glenn, or Eric, any of them. They're going to take you good care of you. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd, and may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap Safe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. You're listening to uh, Toby Leary. 
your host and co-owner of Cape Gunworks. So make sure you go to capegunworks.com, click on rapid fire if you want your voice to be heard and be a part of the discussion. You can call the show or you can text in or, or uh, type in the chat your question, which we were doing before the break. And we're going to jump right back into it and get to a few more of your questions. Uh, Cavi says, hey, Toby and seco- fellow Second Amendmers, uh, boy, that's a tongue twister. Second Amendmenters. Um, can you explain purchasing a pistol out of state and the FFL bring it back to Massachusetts? You have said you can't purchase a pistol out of state. Yeah. So, like, you can't drive to New Hampshire or Maine and purchase a pistol and drive home with it. If you purchase a pistol that's mass compliant, then they can ship it to an FFL like us for transfer and so we receive the gun and we call you and say it's here and then you show up and you do the 4473 and the background check and when everything goes through we register the gun and you walk out with it now obviously it's got to be a mass compliant gun you can't like go in my shop and say hey i want to buy the you know springfield hellcat and i say well you can't because it's not on the mass approved weapons roster and you're like okay and then when you're up at kittery trading post you see the springfield hellcat and you go oh i remember toby saying he can do a transfer and you buy the springfield hellcat and they ship it to us and we call you and say hey sorry dude we can't transfer you this gun you just spent a lot in shipping and we got to send it back so um or whatever sell it online or something but you're going to take a hit one way or another. So don't do that. Make sure you call us if the gun's mass compliant. We'll do the transfer for you. But that's the only way to buy a gun out of state. Um, any options for rifles on 7.62x39 other than M10X? Thanks. Uh, yeah, Nomad, there's a Robinson Armament uh, XCRL, which is a phenomenal gun in 7.62x39. But the problem is I'm having a really hard time getting them. Uh, they've been difficult to get. I got tons on order, um, but it's a phenomenal gun. Also, the uh, IWI Ace, it is a phenomenal little gun. That one comes in 762 by 39 um, What else is... Which one? The Oh, yeah, the VZ-58 is a good gun. Um, obviously, pre-ban AKs. Are a good gun pre-ban ARs and 762 by 39 are pretty cool um oh the Ruger Mini 30 is 762 by 39 and there's some pre-ban mags floating around for that the VZ 58 is a very difficult gun to get right now and that gun is uh we have a bunch of pre-ban mags for that so yeah, there's, there's options out there. Maybe the CZ Bren, I think. The CZ Bren 2 is going to come out with a 7.62 version, which I can't wait to get my fingers on that one. That's going to be a cool gun for sure. And there's probably some other ones, but um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So um, that's that. Uh, oh, there's bolt-action rifles too, like the CZ uh, 457 or something like that. Uh, I think is the one, or 451. Anyway, um, uh, Bob says, God forbid the military is trained to use guns to fight wars. No doubt about it. I mean, goodness sakes, it's crazy. But Hey, Bubba Gump, how are you? Um, Let's see. uh, 
Harry's taking me to task and saying, so I'm okay with smoking in restaurants too? The question mark. And uh, no, I don't like smoking in restaurants. Do I think it should be mandated that they can't happen? No. I think in this day and age, if a restaurant wanted to have smoking section in it and there were smokers that wanted to go there, I certainly would never go there. But, you know, if they wanted to do that, I'd say go for it. Um, but I'm certainly not going to attend it. Uh, let's see. Um, let's get to another one. Taliban is carrying M4s with ACOGs. Do you think they're enough to realize the, <laughs> that there's a Bible verse inscribed on each ACOG? Yeah, maybe they don't speak of the English too well, but it does have a Bible verse inscribed on each ACOG. You're 100% right. Um, I noticed a video of them spray painting over the pictures of Afghan women on the on the storefronts and whatnot. So they're trying to, you know, deface that. So maybe they'll deface the Bible verse on the ACOG. I don't know. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, Davey says he loves his Gen 2 Glock 22 and Gen 4 Glock 20. Yeah, they're both great guns. Um, and... Someone's trying to get me to be famous by buying followers and viewers on, on their website. <laughs> All right, cool. I don't want to be that famous to give you money to buy big, you know, followers and whatever and viewers. All right, so um, let's see. Uh, Ricardo says he was there this week for a private lesson with Glenn. And as a new gun enthusiast, it was well worth the time and money. Learned a lot. You have a great facility and great instructors. I would agree with that 100%. Um, Glenn is a phenomenal instructor. He's a veteran of the police department, and he was the weapons instructor in his department. And he has a lot of, you know, on-the-job training, and he has been able to transition that from, you know, typical police work into civilian uh, work and training. And he is one of our USCCA certified instructors, and he does more private lessons than anybody. He's the hard work, hardest working guy in gun training world is Glenn. So you had a good instructor. And so, all right, um, let's see. Are we considering pre-ordering the Darkstorm 20, DS-25 Typhoon coming out this year, or are there other AR-10 mass compliant route? Yeah, we get the fixed mag um, DS-25s now. Uh, so I haven't seen the one coming out later this year, but I'd be happy to order it for you, George, if you want me to. And um, they're they're great guns. They they work and they run. They're they're very good. Um, we have a winner. Uh, Jim Beluris is the winner of our Cape Gunworks swag pack. So you're gonna get a call about that, Jim. Hopefully you're tuned in and listening, and it'll. You'll be all excited. You can jump up and down now. And uh, let's see. Sam wants to know if I've got many of those SL8s and how much are they going for roughly. I had some. I only got four of them and they didn't last long, Sam. So they, we had them for sale for $15.99. I know they're going for a lot more than that online. But that's what our price was. Um, I think there's some on GunBroker that have broken the $2,000 mark and you know 2500 bucks or whatever so 
it's a cool gun and we'd love to get more back you know in stock but i don't know when they will be uh, hk unfortunately does not give us an update and funny enough those just showed up so our 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 rep takes good care of us and whenever he gets a good allocation he'll send us guns so um, they just show up at our door so <laughs> that's the way it works unfortunately in this post-covid world um hustle says i was thinking either shotgun or a smaller compact concealed weapon like a 22 or a compact 9 i currently have a full-size 9 but considering it's a concealing it is a pain sometimes yeah you know whenever you dress around the gun or wherever you choose to carry it's a compromise you're going to compromise um, your accessibility or your concealability or your comfort and so you got to figure it out like what gun do i consider an acceptable self-defense round and i would try to back that up with more than just feelings um, 22 caliber is probably not an adequate round if i'm trying to defend myself or my family um, 22 magnum isn't a bad option uh, nine millimeters certainly a good option um, but yeah look at some like the sig 365 or the smith shield plus and uh whatnot so um yeah we're gonna be on the other side so if you're tuning out of the first hour we'll see you next time if you're gonna join us on the second hour we'll just stick around uh, thank you for tuning in it goes on another hour online and elsewhere but go to capegunworks.com click on rapid fire Join us on the range or to hear extended answers to your Second Amendment questions. I really appreciate everyone who's joining us, and we won't hear it from you until next week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Um, may God bless you and have a wonderful week. We'll see you on the other side if you're sticking around for the second hour. Thanks so much. I'm Toby Leary, and this is Rapid Fire. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and you're in the second hour, the bonus, bonus zone. <laughs> if you uh, are listening on WCRN, we really appreciate you tuning in. We're glad to be here for the second hour, and if you're listening online, thanks for joining us. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, 
and you'll be able to have your voice be heard. We've been getting your questions on the chat. You can also call into the show, and we're willing to answer your questions. So, a um, lot going on in Gun World. Uh, we talked about in the first hour about the New York uh, State Pistol and Rifle Club that they're going to get their day in court with the Supreme Court. But I also want to invite you guys to the Top Shot Invitational down on Cape Cod. Beautiful weather in September. Make a weekend of it on September 11th. Uh, we have our Top Shot Invitational, and it's a charity shooting event to raise some money for uh, Heroes in Transition and the Nicholas Giagzaros Fund, which were both Gold Star families here on Cape Cod. And they are doing a lot of good work. And never has there been a time when they need us more than now, um, especially with all the stuff going on out there in the military. And so we'd love to have you guys come join us for this shooting contest. You're going to shoot 22 rifle, 22 pistol, 9mm rifle, and 9mm pistol. And you'll be placed with a team if you don't have a foursome already. And it's 99 bucks a person. And a good time will be had by all. So we look forward to seeing you there. All right. Um, what do you guys think about the Taliban going around and disarming people right now in Afghanistan and saying, oh, let me have your guns. You're not going to need this anymore because we're here to protect you. Interesting. And, you know, I've said this in a few places, said it in the first hour and said it in the pre-show, um, how interesting it is that our government here in America doesn't trust us with guns and wants to ban assault weapons and ban, you know, high-capacity magazines and blah, 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 and the so-called weapons of war. And yet none of these are actual weapons of war. A AR-15 is a civilian version of the M4. The M4 is a machine gun, which is the true definition of assault weapon. But Yet, on the other hand, when they had the helicopters swooping in and taking our people from the embassy and our drawdown of troops and everything else, they left a cache of weapons that the Taliban just had to pick up. And they got, you know, M4 rifles, they got plate carriers, they got uh, rockets and drones and computer equipment and tanks and APCs and Black Hawk helicopters, billions of dollars worth of military-grade weaponry in the hands of the terrorist group that is probably by far the least tolerant group on earth. So, you know, already they've started executing people that were working with the U.S. government uh, translators and soldiers alike in the Afghan military. And now they're going door to door trying to round up the guns from the citizens saying, you're not going to need those guns because we're here to help. We're from the government and we're here to help. Where have you heard those words before? Right? So government saying nobody needs an AR-15. Nobody needs 30 rounds. But yet we're perfectly fine with terrorist group having it and we're going to facilitate the transfer of billions of dollars worth of guns and equipment and military grade weaponry to a terrorist group but yet we're going to come for your guns 
And so, you know, I was reading an interesting article about how Susan Rice is the actual boot on the ground, the former uh, ambassador uh, to the UN, I believe. Um, and she is the one that's really implementing the anti-gun policies for the Biden administration. And, you know, how ironic that we're going down that path from our, you know, government. But yet, on the other hand, I digress. I'm going to get off that rabbit trail. But let's get back to some of your questions. Uh, Lawrence wants to know if I have any updates on the MP 1522 magazines. And gosh, I wish I did. I've called my rep about it. And unfortunately, no. Uh, I have no idea, no ETA when I'm going to be getting the 10 round mags for that. So uh, let's see. Uh, Kyle saying, what is my advice for someone looking for a semi-automatic rifle in this state what do i recommend buying new or pre-band i would say right now i'm on the horse of the cz bren 2 rifle i think it's one of the ones that's starting to come in more regularly and they've improved on their design over the gen 1 version it doesn't have a reciprocating charging handle it takes ar-15 magazines it's polymer lower so it's a little bit lighter and it has the M-Lock handguard, which is longer than the original S1 Bren. And so you can attach, you know, anything you need to in the 3, 6, and 9 position. And it also has a really long Picatinny rail on top for whatever mounting options of optics that you want. So it's a phenomenal gun. If you want something kind of AR-ish or a good modern sporting rifle, I would recommend the CZ Bren right now. That's just the one I've been able to get in stock and keep kind of coming in consistently. But um, And the price point is about the same as a pre-band rifle, which you're going to have to dump a bunch of money into to make it the rifle you want. Unless you want just a bone stock pre-band AR-15 with a carry handle and a short handguard and an A2 stock on it, then yeah, you can probably get one of those for about the same price as a CZ Bren, which you're looking around 2500 bucks. But the nice thing is it has detachable mag and it uses AR-15 mags. So there you go. That's what I recommend. Um, High Riders says, what's up with shops only selling fixed mag AR lowers to mass residents? Does the state know if the lower was sold was a fixed mag or not? Um, what's up with that is... Even though it would probably be 100% legal, I mean, I know it would be 100% legal for me to sell a non-fixed mag um, lower, I wouldn't do it because I'm setting you up for failure. So if you end up putting the gun together and registering it and making it into a functioning firearm, which why would why else would you buy a lower, um, and you register it and then the state comes knocking on your door, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want that on my conscience. I want you to have that gun, believe me. And there's legal challenges to that that I think will eventually make their way through the court system. I'm not happy with the situation, but I'm also not happy with setting people up for failure. Um, and I think there's some decent alternatives to the AR-15 so that it doesn't have to be that. But, you know, long term, it, I think it's... AR, I've co-opted the term, it's America's rifle, even though it stands for Armalite. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, it stands for assault rifle. No, it doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite. And um, the 
the bottom line is under Heller, the people's choice is what we should be able to legally obtain and have. You know, it's it's the common and ordinary rifle or a common and ordinary gun is the gun that the Second Amendment protects if you read that Heller decision. So nothing is more common and ordinary than the AR-15 rifle. And frankly, we should be able to buy them. So hopefully we'll see some movement in the court system for that. All right, we'll be back after this. Don't forget to check out Date Night, Ladies Night, and any other event we got going on at Cape Gunworks. You can try our range experience package. You don't need an LTC to do that. And uh, we would love to have you on the range. If you never shot a gun, you're in good hands on one of those events. So we'll see you soon. I'll be right back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, your host, and join us every week for our, you're in our second hour now, the bonus hour, and uh, you can go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to get signed up, and make sure you're alerted anytime we go ahead and record the show. We might be doing this second hour live at some point on WCRN, so that would be cool, where we could take calls and on a Saturday morning, so we might be doing that you know, in the near future. we got to figure out my schedule and see if we can make that happen because that would be fun. So, all right, getting back to High Rider's question about the virgin strip lower for fixed mag or not. Um, and he has a follow-up question. He's having a hard time finding a place to sell you a virgin AR lower that's not a fixed mag. 
And yeah, you're going to have a hard time finding that. But there are places that'll do it because, again, legally, the shop can sell it to you. But are you violating uh, the law, quote unquote? And I use that term very loosely because it's more like Maura Healy's regulations that you're violating than the law, especially when the law was interpreted a certain way for like 18 years. Um, but frankly, you you might be putting together an assault weapon. And that would be a good question for you to reach out to Keith Langer um, on and say, you know, hey, I got a strip lower. Can I build it into a gun and see what he says? Um, I would I would highly recommend you do that. Seek legal, competent legal advice before you go ahead and build one. So um, KJ says, any thoughts on the Ruger LCP Max? And I haven't got my hands on one of those yet because it's not mass compliant, so I haven't even really tried. So, um, But I think it's the right direction. I would love to see like a bodyguard version of that. And that's 10 rounds. It certainly should be for the size of the gun. You know, you could do it with a double stack mag. And I love the direction a lot of these companies are going with maximizing the round count through, you know, slimming the overall design of the gun. And it's so, um, it's so, it makes a lot of sense. And you look at like the Shield Plus, which is 10 rounds. In a free state, it's 13 rounds. And if you look at it compared to the original shield there's a marginal difference in the thickness of the grip and it's like why didn't they think of that sooner and it really took the 365 to get everybody to kind of step back and turn their turn around and look back at the product they've been selling so ruger has jumped on the bandwagon with their max pro and their max you know the ruger uh, max gun and the lcp max so i think it's a really good step in the right direction so all right let's see uh shooting gallery new england agrees with me on the bren 2 hands down he says hands down so you heard that here first um so bounced wants to know what can we do for our fellow americans stuck in afghanistan and uh, boy, I wish I had some insight into that. I have no idea. Um, geez, it's a terrible situation. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm trying to help out fellow Americans stuck here in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? <laughs> what can we do for the people stuck in Afghanistan? So, uh, you know, when it comes to what guns they can and can't buy and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. Just pray for them and, you know. Ask God to overshadow them. That's the best advice I got. I don't know. Because obviously it looks like we don't really care about them that much. Um, we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get out the Americans. We're going to get out the people who uh, applied for visas. We're going to, you know, take a look at what ones are actually have their lives threatened. And maybe we'll corral them all together and get them out of there at some point if we feel like it. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. But. Bounced also says, "What? how can I tell if what pistol might be right for me? Um, I would say you should just come into the shop and buy one gun a week until you finally hit Yahtzee and find the one you like. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that was the old method of selecting a firearm. You'd just come in, you'd see it, be the right price. It feels good, looks good, and you'd buy it and then realize, eh, I really don't like it, trade it in, and 
but you can come to the shop and you can try before you buy. Come in and rent a couple guns and try them before you buy. It's cheap money in the I think it's 10 bucks for 10 rounds and you can, you know, make sure you like it and you'll have one of our instructors go out with you and just make sure um, you know, you if you're not familiar with firearms, how to hold it and whatnot, and they'll get you set up. So you'll be under the tutelage. And Bounced also asks what my thoughts are on the M10X, and I love the gun. It's just not very reliable right now, and they've been having a bad luck of broken bolts, and I've sold certainly probably 25 or 30 of these guns in the last six, eight months. And I would say... 10% of them are coming back with broken bolts. Some of them run really well. Some of them break and others kind of somewhere in the middle. But um, So uh, Dave Z says, I was in my shop two weeks ago and I saw those AR 9mm lowers in the case. Would I be able to legally buy and build one of those out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to quote... Uh, Keith Langer, those are not Eugene Stoner's design. Um, so it's totally different design. It's a you know direct blowback, like a lot of 9mm carbines are. Like we sell the TNW aero rifle, we sell the uh, just right carbines, we sell uh, the sub 2K, we sell the CZ Scorpion. There's a lot of different 9mm carbines, and they all kind of work the same way. There's not you know, it's not a gas impingement system that takes an AR mag, and you can't take an AR upper and just slap it on there and be shooting, uh, you know, 5.56 five, or what, you know, whatnot. It's it's a different gun. It's not um, compatible. So it's um, a totally different design. And so, you know, they take different mags and everything else. So, yeah, you definitely can. Um, let's see. AR rifle 16 inches or greater uh, only or could I do a pistol build on those what would be the limitations on them i.e. stock muzzle etc and if you're talking about the 9mm Dave Z uh, then you could not do a pistol with that because then it would be a violation of the assault weapons ban but what you could do is do a uh, SBR so you could SBR it if you built it um, which is the $200 tax stamp in the, to the NFA branch of the uh, of the ATF, and then you get the best of both worlds. It's you know you have a stock on it with a short barrel, and ironically, it's the same barrel length as a pistol, but the pistol you can't have because it violates the assault weapons ban. So go figure. Um, hopefully that clears things up for you, and. Uh, can we go out of state and buy a lower and bring it back and build an AR? I doubt it. It doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, is your 320 Pro Cut slide in? Chris wants to know. I don't know, Chris. Let me check on that for you, bud. Um, we should definitely check on that for Chris if his 320 Pro Cut slide is in. Um, we do have a bunch of 320 Pro Cut slides in. I just don't remember which one we ordered for you. So, um and uh, how can we get a pistol without a thumb safety here in Mass? There's lots of pistols that don't have thumb safeties, like the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus is one that I talked about. The Shield, uh, you can get the bodyguard with and without a safety. Um, you can get the, 
Springfield Armory XDS or the XDM or the XD or the XDE. Those are all guns without a thumb safety. There's plenty of guns, the FNs, the 503s, the 509s, plenty of guns without a thumb safety. Um, and Cavi says, oh, he's responding to somebody else who's trolling our show right now, which is fine. No problem. Trolls can troll. I'm honored. I'm flattered that you want to troll my show. Um, and Rob says, you were looking for my opinion on a red dot with a magnifier versus a low power variable optic for a rifle at the range. What do I feel is more versatile? <clears throat> this is a great question. I started off with a EOTech and a magnifier and I liked the setup. Um, the EOTech was great. And then I was like, ah, I want to be able to shoot 200 yards and see kind of where I'm hitting, not just know that, you know, like I can ping steel at 200 with a red dot, no problem on a rifle. Um, but I'm like, where am I hitting on that steel? I don't know. So I put a magnifier on and I could start to see like the puff of uh, lead on the white steel target from 200 yards with a four power magnifier or three power magnifier. It was still kind of tough to, to see it. but um, And I also didn't know where exactly I was holding on the target because you just got a little dot and you're on a silhouette that almost completely gets covered by the dot. So I made the decision to take that off and put a variable power scope. Like I started off with a Trigicon AccuPoint 1 to 4 with a green triangle and post. And I love that. It's been a phenomenal scope for me. I have since moved to the Vortex 1 to 10 power um, Razer HD, which is phenomenal. And I love having that ability to go from one power, like a red dot, all the way up to 10 power, which is what they use on sniper rifles in the military. So, yeah, it's it's pretty nice and versatile. You can really zoom in and read somebody's mail. So, all right, get your gun license. We have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes at capegunworks.com. So check it out. This is Rapid Fire. I'll be right back. You're listening. Uh, it's a rapid fire. I'm Toby Weir. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, 
Adapt with the ARBDC3. Back to Rapid Fire and listening to Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And if you haven't been to Cape Gunworks, come on down. We'd love to see you in the store. It's been a busy week here, a busy couple of weeks. Actually, who am I kidding? It's been a busy couple of years, a year and a half almost. Um, you know, as things get a little bit crazy out there in the world, uh, people start to think about protecting themselves, which is a good thing. Um, Unfortunately, it sometimes takes a little bit of a shakeup for us to get serious about it. But um, I think that personal protection is our own responsibility. I don't think there's anyone coming to save us, unfortunately. I know there's a lot of good police out there and law enforcement's job is to respond and deal with crime as it unfolds and investigate it and bring those to justice who, who commit it. Um, but they are not our personal bodyguards. They are not you know, going to stand at the door and watch over us. And I hope that people would take personal responsibility um, for their safety, for their own safety, and see see to it that they can be responsibly armed. And if you can't be because you're a prohibited person, remember, remember that being armed is a mindset and having the will to fight. And contrary to what even the president in the NRA says that the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Uh, my buddy Rob Pink, that's an efficient tool for causing that, you know, for preventing a unfolding crime to continue. But it's not always at our disposal. And having the will to fight is certainly the, the mindset and the willingness to do so. So there's that. Um, yeah, let's get back to some of your questions. Uh, I just answered Rob's about the red dot versus low power variable optic. I still prefer the low power variable optic over the red dot with magnifier combo. Just, and here's the reason why is I didn't like the red dot. I mean, the magnifier just hanging off the side of the gun until I needed it. Cause most of the time you shoot at low power up close 20 to you know, feet to 50 yards, if you will, and with a carbine, a defensive carbine. And so it was probably less than 10% of the time that I actually needed the magnification. So for that reason, I had the uh, magnifier hanging off the side of the gun half the time. And I'm like, most of the time, I'm like, this is silly. And it almost took up the same amount of overall real estate as the variable low power optic did so that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it kj mack wants to know uh oh he says the lcp comes with 10 and 12 round mags and that is true except the 10 round version would never be mass legal but if you live in a free state what i would recommend is you put the 10 rounder in the gun and the 12 rounder in the pocket and that way you'd print a little bit less and the object of that gun is obviously for deep concealment. So it'll be easier to conceal with the 10 round mag instead of the 12. So, uh, And what is the advantage or disadvantage of a thumb safety? I am glad you asked. I think this is the best question all day. No, I'm just kidding. But I explain this a lot in my shop. And the 
thumb safety is an extra step to get your gun into the fight. If you have it in a holster that completely covers your trigger guard, so therefore the trigger can't be inadvertently pulled when it's holstered, then you don't need a thumb safety to keep you safe. A thumb safety is something that keeps you safe if you're doing something very wrong with the gun. Namely, pulling the trigger when you shouldn't be. When should you pull the trigger? Once you have a target, you know what's beyond it, and you're, you know, reasonably expect that, you know, those, those situations haven't changed, and you drive the gun out, and you're about to fire your shot. That's when you should pull the trigger. Any other time, you got to be very careful. you got to check the gun a couple times, make sure it's uh, clear, show it to at least one other person is a good practice, and let them confirm that it's clear, and then point it in a safe direction and press the trigger if you need to strike it off for some reason. Um, but So a thumb safety just prevents you from pulling the trigger when you shouldn't be. That's the only time it keeps you safe. I feel it actually endangers you if you aren't willing to put the time, effort, energy, and cost involved with being as proficient on a gun with a thumb safety as it would as you would be on a gun without a thumb safety. So a good example of that is I've been in training classes where people have had guns that have thumb safeties that they've carried for a long time and I've watched them pull the gun out, drive out on target, pull press the trigger and nothing happens and then you see them shake their head, press the safety off and fire their gun. Now they've been carrying that gun for a long time. But what is glaringly obvious is they aren't putting the time, effort, energy, and cost necessary to shoot that gun as efficiently as a gun that wouldn't have a safety. If they had a gun that didn't have a safety, if they had a gun that didn't have a safety, would that gun have gone bang when they pointed at the target and pressed the trigger? Yes. And so, frankly, I think you need to just kind of get over the, over that, fear of having a gun without a, a thumb safety and recognize that there are other safeties built into the gun so that like if it was dropped or um, you know once it's holstered it, it can't go off so that's really the the biggest difference and I'm okay if you say after hearing that spiel you say but I think I'll be better with a thumb safety okay cool and then I demonstrate how to practice with that so you come up out of the holster, you drive the gun out, and on the way out, you click your thumb safety off, you fire your string of fire, you re-engage the thumb safety on the way back in, and then you put it back in the holster, or if you're standing in the ready position, that thumb safety's on. And then when you drive the gun back out, you get the muscle memory of every time you're driving the gun out, you're clicking that safety off. Then I get people say, well, I bought the gun because this is the one I want, but it only comes in mass with a thumb safety. Okay. And so they, they say, I'm just not going to use the thumb safety. Okay. I accept that as far as your concealed carry is concerned, but I would not accept that as a reason to not exercise that thumb safety on the range. Because what if it inadvertently gets, you know, put on, the, the safety gets turned on, 
when you're putting it in the holster or throughout the day in your carry or even inadvertently when you pull it out of the holster and then you drive the gun out now your safety's on and you've never trained to defeat that safety so i would just say keep working that safety in your training sessions and your range practice and your anytime you go to the range to target shoot really work that so that on the way out the muscle memory is defeating the safety with your thumb if you're going to choose to carry a gun with a thumb safety so there you have it thoughts on a virgin lower transferred as other with mass lock ar pistol build um i don't know if when you say other if you mean the it's so it it's technically like a pistol but the overall length is over 26 inches and it if it's considered an other so it doesn't have a stock it's got a short, bar shorter barrel than 16 inches, and it's over 26 others. That's the definition of other. Um, so if you have that, um, then you're cool. And uh, if you have the magazine lock on it uh, and are going to make it a pistol build, then, yeah, I mean, you can have a fixed mag pistol, AR pistol in this state, 100%. Um, you cannot have a magazine detachable mag ar pistol unless it's pre-banned um so there you go how can i prove my gun is pre-banned and well you got to make sure that it was manufactured prior to i think it's september 13th 1994 so that's the only way if they didn't make that gun back then you're not going to be able to prove it was a pre-ban if it was made prior to then and after then you just got to run the serial number and you could probably find out the manufacturer could tell you too there's a couple manufacturers that lost their boating their uh records in a boating accident <laughs> i say that facetiously but there are some companies that legitimately lost their records and can't really tell you but um for the most part they'll be able to tell you canic tp9 sf elite is a great nine millimeter gun with no safety at a good price it is and my daughter shoots one uh she loves it um, KJ says, last few times in the store, the Black Rifle Coffee uh, stock has been pretty low. How about beefing that up and adding some swag? That's a good idea. We should add some swag. Um, and you'll be breaking news. We just got some new Black Rifle Coffee. And so our shelves are pretty full right now, KJ. So that's a good thing. Uh, Brand says, 508. Uh, brand 508 says thoughts on mass lock for mass compliance if you mean like the firearms lock like a trigger lock or a safe or whatever i think my paradigm has shifted immensely on this as a gun owner and a father and a responsible gun owner when i first became a gun owner at 18 i considered my front door to be my lock my gun lock or my trigger lock and back then, I think the, the state laws were a little different. Um, but as I've got older, I've said, man, it is the responsible thing to do to lock up my gun. And I've done it in a way that I can still get good, quick access to those guns. Do I think the state should have the harsh penalties that they have for if you don't comply or if they try to come in and catch you with a gun, you know, whatever the situation is? Um, that's not in your direct control, um, but it's it's a weird situation. 
I don't think it should be mandated by the state, but I do believe as responsible gun owners, we should lock up our guns from unauthorized access. That's just the responsible thing to do. You don't want guns falling in the hands of people that shouldn't have them. So if your house gets broken into, I don't believe there should be guns lying around on the table and the chair and the you know, nightstand and the counter. That's kind of dumb. And I do believe you know, that kind of morale, moral uh, responsibility falls on all of us as gun owners, especially if you have young kids in the house. That, I mean, it's not even an argument in my mind anymore. Like, lock the thing up so the kid can't get at it. Um, but, yeah, so don't forget to go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and you'll get announced any time. Uh, you'll get the announcement when we're going to record the show. So get signed up for that. Uh, oh, you mean the Mean Arms uh, mag lock device. Okay. I like it, and I use it, and that's one of the ones we use when we manufacture a fixed mag AR. We use the Mean Arms MA lock sorry about that um but yeah it works out great and uh do we have any programs to get our kids into shooting um if you're 10 and up you can come to the range with they can come to the range with you we have done an air rifle class which was a wild success and we might be adding more of those and i would love to develop it into a um i would love to develop it into a regular class and move on to 22 rifle and maybe even 22 pistol so i don't have an official class or you know program right now but we will hopefully soon and uh you know that would be great if we did and we need to but it's been tough to develop and we'll get it done at some point it's been a big you know embarrassment for me at this point that i haven't done it to date but we will do it soon i promise it's on the list of the get things done stuff so all right don't forget to get that deal at u.s law shield text cgwma to 281-603-0066 text cgwma to 281-603-0066 This is Rapid Fire, and I'm Toby Leary. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. If you haven't checked out the full lineup of Vortex Optics, we have them in stock at Cape Gunworks. We'd love to have you here. We'd love to show them to you, put them in your hand, and you can check them out. Um, it would be worth your trip if you're coming from far away or if you're coming near. Near or far, come on down. And it cracks me up. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll get somebody who walks in and says, Hey, this place is amazing. I've never been here before. Actually, I didn't even know you existed. And I'm thinking, okay, is someone from like Pittsfield or somewhere out, you know, where do you live? Oh, I live in Brewster. <laughs> it's like, you live like four towns over? Yeah, and I didn't even know you guys were here. How long you been here? Like, well, we've been a gun shop for about seven years. So <laughs> we're on the radio, we're on the web, we're on the Insta book and all that stuff. And we send out emails and flyers and we do events. And what rock did you just crawl out from under? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Captain Clueless myself. And a lot of times I'm the last to know about anything. So I certainly can't <laughs> can't throw the stones. I live in a very glass house when it comes to that. So, um, But it does crack me up every once in a while. So I don't care if it's your first time or your 500th time being here. We're happy you're here. I don't take that for granted. So anyone who comes into Cape Gunworks, we're happy to see you. And we um, count it a privilege that you would come shop with us. So, yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about what's going on in gun world? You see all kinds of gun control legislation. We see all kinds of, uh, you know, reinterpreting um, what is considered a gun like we had the whole bump stock thing and then uh, just recently um, we had that uh, forced reset trigger uh, the ATF just declared it a uh, machine gun and so they're basically saying uh, you know oh anyone who bought that is in violation of the gun control act because they're now in possession of a machine gun even though they bought it as a force reset trigger, which is very similar to the um, some of the other like Franklin Armory triggers. Those are binary where it shoots when you pull it and let it off. But then there's that TCR, that other match grade trigger that's kind of like a forced reset, which creates that like bump stock effect, but it's just a trigger. And that wasn't outright named in that bump stock ban. So um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on with um with that that's that rear rare breed trigger the frt-15 um so are you now a criminal in possession of that frt trigger and uh it stands for forced reset trigger so basically you pull back and the reset spring literally forces your finger forward and then you're giving rearward pressure so it creates this like static situation where the you're always pulling back and the trigger is always forcing your finger forward to reset it but it's not the true definition of machine gun where one pull of the trigger fires all of the the rounds um, it literally is being pulled back and forth but it's forcing your finger forward so and if you let off at any time it stops it's not going to continue to fire but um, it's interesting and so they just basically took a look at it and sent rare breed trigger a cease and desist and said yeah you're uh you're in violation um and good luck with that so 
I know thousands of these things got sold. So it leaves a lot of people in limbo right now. What the heck? You know, are you now illegally in possession of a machine gun if you bought one? So interestingly enough, we'll see where that goes. Uh, They have immediately filed a lawsuit against the ATF. And so let's see, see where it goes. It's kind of a wait and see. But that's just one of the things that ATF is doing right now. They're also looking at the ghost gun, quote unquote, uh, you know, polymer 80 type, 80% lowers or 80% frames that you can then mill out. And where do you stop with that? Like, are we trying to prevent non-prohibited people from being able to manufacture their own weapons? Because you're never going to be able to do that. People have been manufacturing their own weapons since weapons were created back in the dawn of time. And it goes right along with the Second Amendment, you know, the right to keep and bear arms. I can, you know, and there's nothing nefarious about that. If I'm not a prohibited person and I decide to make guns in my basement, that doesn't make me a criminal. And nor should it. Because it implies that I'm doing something wrong if I don't want the government to know that I have this gun. The only time the government needs to know if I have the gun or not, if they're planning to take them away, right? And under the protection of the Second Amendment, that isn't a plan. I mean, obviously it is a plan because gun grabbers want to take it away. But I apologize about the dog barking in the background. We must have some uh, interesting guests out in the shop today. But uh, (laughs) it's a little annoying. It sounds like I'm doing this in my uh, garage And I got a crazy neighbor or something. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think that that is almost the heart and soul of the Second Amendment is our ability to build our own guns, frankly. And with modern technology, they've made it very easy to do that. So I can buy a kit, I can route it, I can drill it, I can, you know, sand it, I can do whatever I need to do to it to complete the gun that I then made to what, how I want to make it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way it should be. And, you know, unfortunately for some, uh, they want to take the darker side of that and now ban it for all the people who follow the rules. And yet they're still not going to be able to take it from the people who don't follow the rules and the criminal element. So we all know that's how gun control works anyway, right? The ones who don't follow the law end up, you know, continuing down that path all right we'll be right back don't forget to join us for the veterans top shot invitational go to topshotinvitational.com support these great charities you're listening to rapid fire and we will be right back i'm toby leary made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady may your tag of a lifetime finally come through may the snow pile up and the elk come down may your socks always stay dry may the herd bull finally break from the herd and may your aim always Stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. 
featuring a pry-resistant 3 inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks in beautiful, on beautiful Cape Cod. So come join us, shoot on our range, check out our well-stocked store, take a class, or take a private lesson with one of our instructors. He'll be able to help you out. We had that question earlier about how do I get my kids into shooting? Now I get it if you're not real comfortable around guns and you don't feel like you can teach your kid how to shoot. That, there's nothing wrong with that and there's actually a lot of wisdom in saying I don't know how to teach my kid how to you know responsibly and safely shoot but you could come take a private lesson with your child and you at the same time so you could learn the basics on how to you know be safe and shoot the gun responsibly so that's what I would do get on capegunworks.com click on classes and get signed up with a private and you can just put in the notes there that you want to do a private with your son or your daughter and get them shooting in a safe and responsible way. That's the way to go. Um, someone says, can I put a binary trigger on a pistol? And that would be a big no-go zone. I don't know of anybody who makes one. Um, unless you got like a, you know, Ruger charger. If you live in another state and you have one of the PC chargers, which are really cool 9mm pistols. Um, it's like a, you know, the Ruger PC carbine, but it's a, a pistol version of it. And you could probably get, a, I think they're coming out with the binary for the Ruger PC carbine. And they also make one for the 1022 and they make a charger pistol in the 1022. So under those circumstances, you could, but I just would hesitate to putting a binary trigger on a pistol personally. I don't know that it makes good sense, but you could. And uh, as a follow-up, he says, what can I do to make my home defense plan more secure? Now, that's a great question. I like questions like that because it warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> we teach a lot about this type of stuff in our some of our USCCA classes. We have a concealed carry and home defense class specifically for that. And we talk about it, and they have a great book in that class that goes along with it that outlines like a checklist it also uh, talks about deterrence you know making your house less desirable for people to come and attack frankly or or you know um, you know come into or whatever or try to rob so you can do that whole septed uh, version of that which is like um, it's through environmental uh, placement of stuff, basically uh, security through environmental planning. Uh, and so cut your hedges below the windows, put on good outdoor motion detector lights, make sure that no one can be like in a dark corner of an entryway while trying to pick a lock and not be seen from the outside. Well, well light those entrance areas. You know, put the deadbolts in. Make sure that you have some extra security in the windows, like bars or or uh, whatnot, that would prevent the windows from being jimmied open with a crowbar. There's all kinds of stuff like that that you can do. Have a security system. 
have yard signs about your security system, have a ring or a, you know, Vivint type doorbell uh, camera, have other cameras outside. There's a lot of stuff you can do that can certainly minimize um, your chances of being attacked in the first place. Those are all things I propose in, in that class when we teach it. And uh, I certainly have put into practice and I think it makes a lot of sense. You just want to make sure that people are going to look at your house and go, eh, nah, I don't, I don't want a challenge today. Most average criminal, they're looking for the easy buck. They're not looking out of some machismo, you know, masochistic way to try to defeat your security system, get by the dog, you know, uh, get through the reinforced door while the alarm's going off, while being lit up like a football stadium. That's really not their game. They want to get in, get the stuff, and get out. And really, that's the way I I see it. And, uh, you know, I would try to make your house less of a target, less of a likely target. Steve wants to know if any one of my staff is involved with PRS or USPSA at the shop. I was hoping to speak with someone that could help me out with getting involved. Um, we, um, I know we've had some people at the shop that have participated in those uh, events. And I'll say that the local gun clubs actually do a really good job of, you know, some of the, some of the, IPSC or IDPA or USPSA type uh, sanctioned events. I know Bass River has a sanctioned event and Harvard has a great, you know, they do more matches than anybody. But some of the local smaller gun stores, uh, gun shops, excuse me, uh, gun clubs, excuse me, do these matches like on a pretty regular basis, like maybe the second Sunday of the month or the first Tuesday or whatever it is. Um, so I would just go to a couple of different clubs, but I'd be happy to point in the right direction on those. We will be starting our pistol league again this fall. If you want to start doing unsanctioned events, like I can't get you qualified for matches, but we can have fun on the range and do some cool, like practical type of shooting situations or just some run and gun fun stuff, fun with a gun stuff type of thing. I like to stress that we're not teaching defensive firearms training when we're doing these fun with gun type of shooting contests or uh, even some of the practical pistol type stuff where you're because you, it's always gamed right you know where you got to be standing you got to know where you're going to be shooting you got a round count you got a box to stand in you're going to lean out fire two shots reload you know it's all staged and choreographed so it's not real world defensive training but it's a lot of fun it's awesome. And uh, what is the minimum amount of guns I should have ready to go in my house? Well, it depends on your house. If you live in a one-bedroom house, you know, 400 square feet or whatever, it, you might only need one. And in most cases, you might only need one. If you sp live in a multi-level where you spend most of your time in the kitchen, you might need a gun there. But your barricade areas in your bedroom on a different floor in a different level, you might need to stage another gun there. So... I would just um, say take the class, the USCCA Concealed Carry and Home Defense class, and we go over all that in the class. Um, there's some great videos on the Personal Defense Network 
on staging a gun in the home you can go there they have a lot of paid content and a lot of free content as well but even the paid content i think it's like 10 bucks a year or something to join or a couple bucks a month or something so um yeah you that's the best thing to do is check out some videos in fact i should give away this next week we're gonna make this the giveaway see that uh i'm glad he asked hold on one sec um we have a counter ambush dvd set with rob pankis and uh it's a four-part dvd set i know most i'm sorry it's a five-part set and i know most people don't have dvd players anymore you know per se but they a lot of people still have a laptop or a computer where you can actually still spin a dvd but this is a counter ambush it's a five disc set and it talks about developing a training doctrine the physics of defensive shooting the physiology of the body's natural reactions the neuroscience of dynamic critical incident and the most likely event so these are uh, pretty cool in the and really that's what you're training for in whatever situation you're in is the counter ambush if you knew the bad guy was standing behind the dumpster you wouldn't have went out there but the counter ambush is when you're taken by surprise so i'll give that away next week on the show here rapid fire so guys it's always a pleasure it's a quick two hours now but thank you for tuning in and remember the show is ending but you can always tune in at capegunworks.com forward slash rapid fire and you'll be we'll let, let you know when we're going to record there's lots of other video content out there on the web and join us on the range and you'll hear extended questions to your second amendment questions uh, you can always type in your question or send us an email or give us a call here at the shop we'd love to help you in any way we can about your Second Amendment-related question. I'm Toby Leary. God bless you all. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Rapid Fire. Take care.